welcome to the Coppreneur Path Podcast. Welcome to the show that is all about the path from cop to copreneur. I'm your host, Adam Wills. With this podcast, I'm going to help equip you for your own post-law enforcement entrepreneurial journey with lessons learned from my experience growing a successful post-Leo business. You'll also get to hear from fellow copreneurs and experts in business and marketing whose advice will give you an edge against the competition. You are in the right place. So let's get after it. Welcome to another awesome episode of the Copreneur Path Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Wills. Today, you guys are in for a treat. I hope sincerely that you did not think about skipping this episode just because you saw that it was about communication and thought that that was cheesy or corny or didn't somehow apply to you because trust me, you will be disappointed or you would have been disappointed, I should say, if you didn't tune into this. So if you're listening right now, you made the right choice and I want to assure you of that because Brendan Kamara Sarmi is my guest today and Brendan is the founder of Master Talk. He coaches ambitious executives and entrepreneurs to become top 1% communicators in their industry. He also has a popular YouTube channel called Master Talk with the goal of providing free access to communication tools for everyone in the world. Brendan is an awesome, awesome interview. I mean, I was just blown away talking to him. Um, It was honestly, I'll say it was unexpected for me too. And I know it's going to be unexpected for you as well, because he does not beat around the bush. He gets to the point and he gives lots of really great actionable tips for how you can improve your own communication skills. Now, if you are a member of the LEO to CEO community, I want you to know that Brendan is going to be teaching a workshop on October 26th. So don't miss that. Mark your calendars. And if you happen to be listening to this episode after that episode has already come out or after that workshop has already been uh, completed, uh, never fear. If you join the LEO to CEO community today by going to LEO to CEO.com, then you will get access to all of the replays from our past workshops inside the LEO to CEO Academy. So uh, don't miss that one. Tune in and let's get on with the show. Brendan, welcome to the show, man. How's it going? Adam, it's my pleasure, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's good to have you. Uh, I was just chuckling. Everybody, you know, needs to know that I goofed up your intro and this is, this is a redo and that's all right because Hey, it's my audience. It's my podcast. I can goof up whatever I want. So, um, Hey, Today, we're going to talk about public speaking, right? Because it's uh, the thing that everybody dreads and uh, you have got some advice to share with us. So as I mentioned in the intro, Brennan is the founder of Master Talk. And uh, so why don't we start there? Tell me a little bit about Master Talk. What is it? How did you come to found Master Talk? Yeah, absolutely, Adam. So Master Talk is a YouTube channel I started to help the world master the art of communication and public speaking. And it's also a coaching practice for executives and entrepreneurs who want to be the top communicators in their industry. But how I got started wasn't as fancy as that intro I just gave for myself. It all started when I was in college and university. I went to business school and I did these things called case competitions. Think of it like professional sports, but for nerds. So while other guys my age are playing baseball and rugby and basketball, Adam, 
I wasn't one of those guys. I did presentations competitively, and that's how I learned how to speak. But then as I got older, I started coaching all of the students who were younger than me, not because I was a great coach, but because the alternative they had was a rock. So they picked me. And then I accidentally got really good at coaching, and then that's what sparked the idea for the YouTube channel because I felt that no one was sharing the stuff for free. So I became the, one of the first people to do that. I love it. I, uh, I've subscribed to your YouTube channel already because I'm totally interested in what you have to offer there. So um, there's uh, looks like there's lots and lots and lots of content on here. So definitely not a brand new YouTube channel. Yeah, I've been doing it for three and a half years now as of this recording. Excellent. So what do you think some of the biggest mistakes are that people make when doing public speaking? Right. So let's start mistake number one, which also is the challenge. And the challenge of the mistake is one and the same, which is motivation. A lot of people think it's fear, Adam. But the truth of the matter is, is if you have a Ooh. strong sense of motivation, you really want to master communication, you'll break through the fear, which drives a better question. Why aren't we motivated to speak? And the reason, great point. right? And the reason is very simple. It ties into the very intro that you gave when you said that public speaking was dreadful. And that is the problem. A lot of us see communication like a chore, like doing the dishes. It's negative. It's stressful. There's so much anxiety. And nobody wants to get better at doing the dishes, Adam. That's why my approach is very different. The way we fix the mistake is by addressing it head on. How about we dream about our communication skills? We dream about the expensive things we want to buy, the vacations we want to go on, the six-pack abs that we want, the perfect marriage and family that we're looking for. But when was the last time we dreamed about a world in which we're a great communicator in it? So the question that I have for your audience is how would your life change if you were an exceptional communicator? Think about that one and you might get excited about communication. Love it. Yeah. I, you know, that's a, that's a great paradigm shift to take you from the fear and anxiety of public speaking. And it's really not about the fear. The fear is just a byproduct of your lack of motivation. Right. Um, and I could totally get that because now that you said that, and I think back, um, I told you at the beginning of the show, before we started recording that public speaking is something that I actually enjoy, but it's something I want to get better at. Right. And there are times where I feel like I do, I hit it out of the park. There's other times where I feel like I don't. And when I think about that paradigm shift you just gave me, those times where I didn't hit it out of the park were because I was less motivated for some reason, either because the audience I was speaking to wasn't an audience that I was motivated to really present to, or maybe there wasn't as many people in the audience as I was hoping there would be, or maybe I just wasn't feeling well that day or any other number of things that impacted my motivation. I love that, man. I'm glad you agree as well. All right. So that's, that's number one. And, and the, the goal in overcoming that motivation is like, how do we do that? How do we overcome the motivation? Yeah, absolutely, Adam. So, so when we think about, you know, the question, how would our life change if you're an exceptional communicator, all of us will give different answers to that question because communication affects every area of our life. It's not just about getting a, a job promotion at work. It's not just about getting the next sale in our business. It's the way that we talk to our families. It's the way that we order food at a restaurant and not piss off the waiter. It's a way, it's the way in how we talk to strangers when we travel. It's about leading a more fulfilling life. 
So when we have the answer to the question, now we go to the next step, which is understanding the following. Communication is like juggling 18 balls at the same time, Adam. One of those balls is not saying ums and ahs. Another one of those balls is eye contact. Another one is smiling. Another one is body language, storytelling. And it gets really confusing for someone who's a beginner. So I'm not going to ramble too much here. But the key is, is what are the three easiest balls that we need to juggle first? Because the best way to do this is to juggle one ball at a time. So let's start ball number one. Ball number one is the random word exercise. Pick a random word like lightning, like bolt, like toilet paper, and give random presentations out of thin air. And what I always tell people is if you could make sense out of nonsense, Adam, you could make sense out of anything. So I would start there. Okay. So this exercise is really about giving a dissertation about a random thing just to the air. So I'm going to talk about toilet paper, why I love toilet paper, what I don't like about toilet paper. I, yeah, <laughs> I'm stuck there, I guess. Maybe I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't pick toilet paper personally. Correct. Don't start I'd probably with probably pick something yeah, else. But hey, um, I don't know. Toilet paper was a hot topic back in 2020. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know. You might pick toilet paper. All right. So ball one is the random word exercise. I like that. Um, and part of the reason I like that, actually, it correlates to, to something that my my prior career uh, before I started a marketing agency and became a CEO of a marketing agency and started scaling it, I was in law enforcement for 15 years. And I actually talked about this on a previous episode where one of the things that we were taught or that I was taught in the very beginning of my training was you cannot possibly train for every inevitable thing that's going to happen. And so the best way to be prepared for those things is to sit and think about those potential uh, scenarios that may unfold and in your mind, walk through what an outcome might be and how you would achieve it. And then when that thing happens, you have a file in your brain that says, I have a memory of this, even though I didn't do it, I have a memory of it that I can go back to. And in the heat of the moment, I can act on it the way that I had a successful outcome in my mind. And so this is kind of a similar application. Is that right? Except that it's much easier. So of course, with the incredible work that you've done in law enforcement that that's way harder because you know you're thinking of a lot of these situations and and a lot of them you're, you actually could risk like dying potentially even if the odds are, are very low for that to happen they're still there they're not zero in, in communication it's most situations is a flat zero like there's no chance of you dying there so the the random word exercise depends upon who you're talking to i guess and talk. how badly you Take them off, right? <laughs> but but I would say this, Adam. So the random word exercise is exactly what you said. You know, a Navy SEALs guy once said that we never rise to the level of the occasion. We always default to the level of our training. And that definitely applies in the context of the random word exercise. My philosophy always is do the harder thing outside of the boardroom, outside of the field, so that when you get on the field, you just dominate the field. So the random word exercise is a great example of this. Because if you can talk about mangoes for 60 seconds randomly off the cusp, you could talk about your area of expertise all day long. Nobody's asking you what my favorite fruit is on a podcast, Adam. You know, they're asking about communication over and over and over again because that's what I'm an expert in. And that becomes really easy for us to digest over time. Last thing on the random word is that it's not hard to actually do it 
all you have to do, especially in your case, is make your own family the accountability system. So what a lot of my clients do is whenever they're in the car and they're bringing their kids or their nieces, their nephews somewhere, instead of turning on the radio, they turn it off and they play the random word exercise. Oh, that's fun. I'm going to have to do that next time. I would much rather talk about mangoes than toilet paper, by the way. Um, my Is that actually your favorite fruit, though? So, I mean, you said nobody's ever asked you on a podcast, so I'm asking you now. Ma- mangoes are definitely up there. I mean, it's tough choosing between mangoes and watermelon, to be honest. They'll have to have a fight and figure I it out. I don't know. My, my favorite fruit is one that I can't actually get here in the United States. That is jackfruit. Oh, jackfruit. Yeah, my parents love jackfruit. Uh-huh. I've had jackfruit when I was in Africa, and that was amazing. Amazing. So anyhow, okay, so that's ball number one is the random word exercise. So what's what's ball number two? Yeah, so ball number two, Adam, is an exercise I teach called question drills. We get asked questions all the time in our life, all the time, at work, at school, in the boardroom, on a podcast. But most of us, when we get asked questions, we're reactive to them. We wait for the question to come, and then it catches us off guard, and we go, uh, this is my answer. Not the best way of handling that situation. I'll give an example. A few years ago, when I started guesting on podcasts, and I was terrible, terrible, absolutely bad. And somebody asked me the oddest question. He said, where does the fear of communication come from? And I looked at the guy and I said, uh, I don't know, man, San Diego, Los Angeles, you tell me. Like, I have no, I have no <laughs> I <would> idea. agree. <laughs> right? Right. So, so obviously, I didn't do a great job with that question, but I learned from it. So every day for five minutes, that's it. I spend five minutes asking one question that I think someone's going to ask me about expertise. Brendan, what's your advice for introverts? Brendan, how do we get rid of the fear of communication? Brendan, how do we use eye contact more effectively? Every day I did a question with only five minutes. That's it. But if you do five minutes a day for a year, Adam, you'll have answered, get this, 365 questions about your industry. You'll be absolutely unbeatable. I don't know anybody in any industry who has been able to answer all of those questions in a short period of time, be the person that does. Love it. Love it. I'm going to try to stump you with a question Go ahead. that maybe you haven't thought of yet. No, no, it's not time yet. Oh, um, first, <laughs> no, no, no. First, we got to get through all three of your, your balls first. And then, uh, um, then, then I'm going to try to stump you. Um, so, uh, all right. Question drill. I love that. So, I mean, that's, Again, very similar to what uh, I mentioned earlier with, you know, running through scenarios in my mind while I was driving around a patrol car. What, what might happen? What could possibly happen? And I mean, with a, with a level of specificity that you almost it's it's it makes it more unlikely to happen. Oh, yeah. Would you agree? I mean, 1000 percent. And that's really the key is. Once again, I like your industry because it's a lot harder than real life in the sense that, I mean, in law enforcement, it's life or death. But in communication, it's okay if you miss one or two questions, it's not the end of the world. But just the fact that you're more proactive really puts you in a spot where you're a lot more comfortable, let's say, in a situation where you get to see on a podcast, in a situation where a client is asking you questions, in a situation where a prospect is asking you sales questions about the product or service that you're selling to them. Right. So, so those situations honestly just become a joke after you've answered hundreds of questions about your industry. Excellent. All right. So let's go ahead and take a quick break. We're due for a break and then we'll come back and Brendan's going to tell us about ball number three. Hey, it's Adam here. Just jumping in for a quick break. The journey from cop to copper can be challenging. 
Isolation, after all, is the enemy of success. You need fellow copperneurs in your corner to share resources, ideas, challenges, and wins with. You need ongoing support and training in a safe and private environment. That is exactly what the LEO to CEO community is all about. Join now for free by going to leo2ceo.com and clicking on the green button. And I'll see you at our next live workshop. Now back to the show. Okay, I'm back with Brennan. We've been talking about ways to improve our communication for you know for the purpose of public speaking, guesting on podcasts, or just answering everyday questions. Heck, you even mentioned how to give your order at the restaurant to the waiter or waitress, right? Um, so we covered ball number one, which is the random word exercise. Ball number two, which is doing question drills. Uh, so now I want to know, and I'm sure the audience does too, what is ball number three? Absolutely, Adam. It's so simple that nobody does it. And it's all about making a list of the people that you love. Your significant other. Okay, I wasn't I wasn't anticipating oh, that. Oh yeah, don't worry. Your brother, okay, your sister, right. your nephew, your nieces, your clients, if you have clients, podcast guests that have been on the show, anybody, just people that you really care deeply about. And ask yourself a simple question. And the simple question is, when was the last time, as you look at that list on your piece of paper, when was the last time that you sent them, not a 20 minute, not a 20 hour, but a 20 second video message just saying how much you appreciate having them in your life. And the answer for all of us looking at that piece of paper right now is a big fat zero. So be the person who is sending those video messages. I get questions all the time, Adam, on when should I post on social media? How should I post on social media? I'm scared. And I always reply, you don't have to post on social media. And then they get really confused. They go, what? I say the first step is not social media. The first step is the people that you love. Because sending video messages, Adam, teaches us a very valuable lesson about what communication is for. Because communication is not a chore, like we think about it in our minds. Communication is a way to create impact. And trust me, when you send these video messages, you'll be shocked at the replies. Some people will cry. Some people will go, oh my God, I've never seen a video message in my life. But above all, it'll really make people's day. And that's where impact starts. I love this. I love this for a couple of different reasons. But first, let me admit to you, I don't even do that often enough. Okay. Um, and I'm, I'm a guy that understands the power and importance of video and client follow up and those sort of things. Right. But even I don't do that often enough. But one of the reasons I really love this is because uh, you're absolutely correct. And one of the things actually that we do in um, our mastermind group uh, we, we have the system that I stole from somebody else um, called the core four system, right? And so it was part of a mastermind group that I was in. And uh, so I started using it in my own mastermind group. And the core four system tells us that we have to balance out our body being balance and business, right? So body is obviously like the physical part. Being is uh, your relationships and, uh, or I'm not, I'm sorry, not, not relationships. So being is your like, um, meditation, um, like studying the Bible, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Spirituality, whatever it may be. Um, balance is, you know, your relationships with other people. And then obviously your business is your business, but in that balance thing, one of the things that the, the, the exercises that we do in our mastermind group is I encourage everybody on a daily basis 
that they are to send a text message or a message of some sort to their spouse or significant other about how they, how much they appreciate them. And it's so funny to see the reactions from people when they've, they've not been doing that, right? They've been out of the habit of doing it. I've actually had guys object to it and say, I don't want to do that because my wife will think something is up. <laughs> right. But when they, when they do, you know, they usually get a response, like you said, of like crying or, you know, ex- extreme gratefulness, or even in some cases, why are you doing this? What's wrong? Right. Like, so, but it, but in those cases, it's a demonstration of, uh, how little you're, you're actually showing and demonstrating that appreciation for the people that matter most in your life. Uh, and really just cements the, the necessity of this exercise. Absolutely, man. And I'm glad you shared that. And I also love that you're already a leader in that way, right? You're showing the example for your community, the people who follow you and the message that you have to share that, hey, communication is not about just making more money. It's about really making a difference in the people around us. Yeah. So do you have, uh, and I'm sure because our listeners are going to be wondering this, uh, you were specific enough to say a video message. So do you have a favorite tool that you like to use for that? Not really. I'm not a big fan of tools. I'm a big fan of just doing it. You know, there's something a a coach taught me actually. And Beryl Solomon, he says, are you making an excuse to do the thing or not do the thing? I was at a business conference, like 30 other executives. And, and he asked the simple question. He said, who posts on social media? I was like one of three people who raised their hand. And there are people who are making way more money than me in the room. And, and he looked at everyone in the group and he just said, why are these three people taking action on social media and all the other 27 who are doing really well in their businesses aren't? Because a lot of people make excuses not to do something. So be the person who makes excuses to do it and get it done. Yeah, I agree. Agree 100%. Although I do have a favorite tool and I am going to share uh, with everyone else. If you're looking like, how do I send a video message to people. Um, there's lots of great things out there um, to do that, that make it really simple. My favorite is warm welcome. It's really great for that sort of thing because it even allows the person that you sent it to, to respond back with a video of their own, um, makes it really easy for them. So I'll, I'll drop a link for that in the show notes for this episode in case you're wanting to uh, execute on these three things that Brendan has shared with us and you're stuck there making an excuse for a reason not to do it. I'm telling you, here's a, here's a software tool that'll make it really easy for you. So you can eliminate that excuse. All right. So I told you I'm going to have a stump question for you. At least I hope, and I'm not sure how great of a stump question it is. Uh, but I want, I want to, I want to test your, your theory here that you're prepared for just about any question you've got. Um, earlier you mentioned uh, the importance of using your body and, and being physical and hand, hand gestures, those sort of things. Can you tell me in your mind, um, how does that tie in with your confidence on stage or presenting to a room? Yeah, that really isn't a stump question, Adam. I once got asked, what is a woman on a podcast? So it's all good. I know. That's because that was all I could come up with. <laughs> but it's okay. Well, I appreciate the effort. These days, a lot of people can't define that. so uh... <laughs> Including me. I dodged the question. But anyways, going back to your, to your, to your easy shots, uh, I would say body language is ball 15. 
You know, that analogy that I gave around juggling 18 balls at the same time. And the reason I say body language is ball 15, Adam, is because a lot of us don't really make that many mistakes with body language except with our face, which simply means a lot of us don't smile enough or we don't smile, especially when we listen to other people when in conversation. But besides that, I mean, whether you're moving your arms sometimes or not isn't the biggest problem I see. The biggest problem I see is people aren't willing to do the random word exercise 100 times. They're not willing to send 100 video messages, which takes literally 20, 30 seconds each, right? So this is not like a 10-year exercise. That literally takes like an hour or two to send 100 of them in your life. And question drills, which takes five minutes a day to answer one question three months you could even speed roll all of them like i do i i do 100 questions a day i'm pretty nuts because of the podcasts i'm on right so so it's very easy to get to 100 except most people aren't willing to put in the legwork so let me tell you what does build confidence when you're able to juggle three balls it's the classic example of juggling if you can juggle three balls that's pretty cool like you go to any party and like juggle three balls people go like whoa like this guy's like an expert so the reason the analogy play up applies in full, Adam, in the sense that, yeah, sure, it, would it be cool if you could juggle 18 balls? Absolutely. But just juggling three brings you a long way in terms of confidence, especially ball number one, which is the random word exercise. And I think every ball after that is a bonus. But yes, there are situations where body language can show confidence, but I don't think that's the 80-20 that we're looking for. Gotcha. Yeah, and maybe that wasn't a good stump question, and I knew that, but... I just wanted to get you to talk about that. So and part of the reason is, I, I don't know, I feel like um, I wanted to get your thoughts on it to, you know, maybe either confirm or or negate my my thinking on it. Because I feel like when, when I am speaking, especially in front of an audience, um, heck, even when I'm doing it here in the studio where nobody's actually going to ever see me, because this is just an audio podcast, I feel like the importance of my using my hands more is because when I use my hands more, it naturally impacts the way I speak. And I use more tone and inflection on the words that I'm using when my hands are being used more frequently. And I feel like most of the time when I'm sitting across from someone or watching a presentation and that person to me is boring and I find their tone of their voice boring, it's because they usually have their hands stuffed in their pockets and they they don't use body movement. And so I wonder if those two things are somehow connected. They are, they are. In the sense that each of those individual things is a separate ball. So for example, you talked about a few things, your hands in your pockets, you talked about vocal tonality, and in some ways you also talked about pacing, right? How quickly we speak and how slowly we speak. Because if we're always talking at the same speed, we lose our audience's attention. So notice that difference there in the pace. So here's what I would say. Pacing on all these topics are fairly advanced. So I would start with the first three balls that we talked about. Get that out done out of the park. For the other balls, I would say take it one at a time. And I'll, let me comment a, a quickly on all of them. So one of them is vocal tonality. So vocal tonality just means this. There's three types of tones, Adam. How we normally speak, high vocal tones, which is 20% higher than how we normally speak, and low vocal tones, which is 20% lower than how we normally speak. And what we need to know with tones is that the best communicators on the planet can go high and low at the same time. I call this the roller coaster of emotion, where they go up and down and up and down and up and down. Example, 20 years ago, the world was different. Notice how I just went high and then low. So it's a lot more cooler. That's one piece. The other piece is pacing. 
All we need to know about pacing is that the best communicators on the planet go quickly and slowly at the same time. So let's say they're going really, really fast, and then they slow down to really emphasize a really important point. So you got to do both. And then the third piece, which is really around body language, eye contact, expressions, just avoid the mistakes and keep moving forward, but one ball at a time. Awesome. I love it. Um, this is good information to have. I, I'm sure I'm not alone uh, in wanting to be a better public speaker. Like I said, I maybe am uh, already a rarity in the sense that I like it. I enjoy public speaking, but I want to be better at it. And I'm sure that there are many that are listening to the show that regardless of where they currently stand and uh, their comfort level, uh, or sh should I say their motivation level for public speaking, um, that they will find value in what you presented today and helping them become better speakers. So uh, thing I want to close here on, um, you've got a free workshop that you put on. Uh, it, it, tell, tell us about that. What are you going to cover in that free workshop? What can people anticipate? Yeah, for sure, Adam. So I do a free training every three weeks over Zoom that's live on communication. And this is not some boring webinar. It's interactive. I'm coaching people on the call, and I facilitate it as well. So if you want to attend it, all you have to do is register at rockstarcommunicator.com. Awesome. And do go check out uh, Master Talk YouTube channel. We'll drop a link to it in the show notes for this episode along with a link for the free workshop that Brennan just mentioned. And uh, you can follow up with him there. Why don't you leave us with a closing thought, Brennan? What do you got? Absolutely. My closing thought is two things. One, thanks so much for having me on the show, Adam. It's such a pleasure to be on. And the second thought is don't forget about the first question. How would your life change if you were an exceptional communicator? You know, a lot of us, when we hear that question, Adam, we think it's cute. Oh, Brendan is such a cool guest. He's on Adam's show. He's sharing these cute questions. But the problem is most people just sidestep it. They don't spend 15 minutes going, what's my answer to this question? Be the person who does. Take those 15 minutes to reflect on that question. Why? Because it doesn't matter what you want out of life. Because anything that you want out of life, communication is the accelerator of that dream. So you need to figure out what that is. Whether it's growing your business, whether it's getting your next job promotion, whether it's having a better marriage, whether it's being a better mother to your children or being a better father to your children, communication affects every moment of our life and the quality of that life. So take those 15 minutes and reflect because for all of us, the answer is different. But once you find yours, you'll be unstoppable. Awesome. Brendan, thank you for being on the show. I appreciate it. Likewise, Adam. Thanks for having me. Hey, thanks for sticking around till the end of the show. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving a review at leo2ceo.com forward slash podcast dash review or in your preferred podcast listening app. I would love to hear your feedback and it will also help other compreneurs like yourself find the show. Be sure to check out the show notes for this episode. Just go to leo2ceo.com, click on podcast and search this episode number, and you'll find all the links, descriptions, and resources we talked about. And if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe so you'll be notified when the next episode is live. Thanks again for tuning in, and I'll catch you guys on the next episode.